Hello and welcome to the Inner Know podcast with Janelle Bridge, where we talk about everything spiritual development. Let's go. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to my podcast. So today, what we're going to talk into is the importance of loving yourself and how that shows up in so many different areas of your life. So I posted the other day on my Instagram, sharing a little story about a client of mine. So she was coaching with me for six sessions over 12 weeks and, you know, little homework things to do in between and that type of thing. But she presented to me and she cried her whole first session. Um, actually, she cried the whole free call that we had to work out, you know, if it was a vibe to work together. And she said, I just don't know who I am anymore. And I'm like, should I get a job? Should I start a business? Like, what should I do? Her backstory, um, beautiful husband, beautiful children, beautiful home, beautiful life, right? Really unfulfilled, really anxious, was constantly scared that her husband was going to leave her, um, was constantly kind of moving forward to the future going, well, if that happens, how do I support myself? And, you know, really, really in fear, I guess, of everything that the world could, could check on her. So essentially what I was seeing was that we set some goals, actually. So I always listen. And one of my other clients said to me that I have this uncanny ability to, she just kind of throws words at me and I kind of just hold on to the ones that are important and then feed them back and make everything make sense. So it's almost like a funneling of the information that comes through. Anyway, so we worked out, okay, so we want to set some goals. We want to set some self-trust. We want to set some deeper intimacy within your relationship. We want to set some like, We want to really enhance, I guess, your self-love and your self-appreciation, your self-worth. And we set these beautiful goals anyway. And then we want to work out what you want to do with with work or business or whatever. And straight away, I said to her, do you you need a job? She's like, no. So so you don't need the money. She said, no. I said, would the money be nice? Because not really. I've got enough. Okay. I said, do you want a job? Because not really. I said, okay, well, we're not getting a job. (laughs) We're not doing that. Um, You know, own your place. Anyway, there was, you know, quite a lot. With every person, there's quite a lot of layering as to how we feel about each other, ourselves and why we feel that way. Now, when I sat down with her, I said, what level of love do you have for yourself right now out of 100? And she said 20%. I said, okay, great. This is a great starting point. There's absolutely no judgment. But if you're listening, I would love you to just ask yourself that question. What level of love out of 100 do I have for myself in this very moment? And the first number that comes to mind will be it. Fun fact, when I'm doing a reading for you or I'm coaching for you, I can actually see the number. (laughs) I can see it. So some people will, you know, fob it off, but I can see it. So if you need help working out what that number is, I will help you. But you'll know what it is, right? And there's no right or wrong answer. This is simply a starting point. Now, if we love ourselves at 20%, we have 80% available that we don't like about ourselves, right? So we like 20% of us and the other 80% we might be triggered by. Now, what that means in relationship especially is that 80% of you is triggerable. 80% of your being is something that you don't want brought to your attention. 80% of your being is what you're judging yourself on, what you might be comparing yourself to others around. And that leaves a whole lot of scope for arguments, for bitterness, for being projected onto, for projecting onto others. And essentially, if your partner also loves himself at 20%, they've also got a huge scope of triggerability. So what happens is when we're hurt, we hurt them (laughs) and we trigger, 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 trigger. And it's just everybody's triggers being accessed all of the time. 
So even when only one of one side, right, decides to love themselves more, decides to do the work, decides to get more comfortable with who they are, what that means is that although the other person has all of that triggerable space, it's not getting a reaction from the partner that's doing the work. So what happens is the partner that hasn't yet done the work or hasn't yet looked inside will automatically have to have to rise because what they were doing is getting the same reaction every time. So when, for instance, let me put this in a real life situation, which I won't share my client situation because it's not mine to share. But um, for me, this is so silly, but it used to be around the housework and the washing. So I love to have a clean home because I'm a creative, because I'm a real hands-on mum, because I'm running a business, because I'm always all over the shop and because like renovations, things like that. I'm never on top of the washing. And obviously ingrained in me somewhere was that to be a good wife, a good woman, you must keep a good house and the washing must be put away. And my husband would literally be like, babe, do you know where any socks are? And I'd be like, I don't fucking know where any socks are. Maybe you should do some washing yourself. Maybe you should help me. And it was such a like defensive mode. So that's probably actually a better word than what I was using before, which was triggerable. Defensive mode activated. And he would be like, oh my God, I just asked if you knew where any socks are. Like, why can't I even ask you that? And I was like, why do you need to ask me that? Why can't you just do it yourself? And both of us could not see past our defensive mechanisms, if that makes sense, because he asked me where socks are. I took that as an attack. I attacked him back. You know, he took that as attack, you know. Anyway, and now he'll be like, babe, do you know where socks are? I'm like, yep, on the fucking massive washing pile. <laughs> and the difference is that that washing pile, does not equate to my self-worth. It's not a glaringly obvious flaw that someone is pointing out to trigger me. Now, that is such a silly example, but that's the example I have at the top of my head that doesn't, you know, (laughs) disclose anyone's privacy. So that was really interesting to me. And I have noticed there's still things that I'm triggered about, but the more that I accept myself, the less I am triggered about, the less we fight about you know, and that's not to say we don't fight because the last few weeks have been a bit harrowing. (laughs) We are adults living in a tricky situation, tricky life navigation series right now. Anyway, what I am getting to, what I am talking about is that everything around you will improve by the level of love that you have for yourself. Now, if you're single and you're looking for a relationship and you're loving yourself at 20%, again, anything that is outside of that 20% of you that you love, you are going to be taking as a reaction. You are not going to be owning about yourself. You are not going to be proud of. Now, I was very similar. I felt like I would have loved myself about 80%. I did some coaching. I did some work on myself. I went through a hell of a healing period. And I would say I'm about 80 to 90% these days, sometimes 70 on a bad day, right? And there would have been uncomfortability in even sharing that. It's like, how much do you love yourself? And The difference in me loving myself at 20% and me loving myself at 90% is not that I'm better. I'm actually worse (laughs) on the scale that I would use to judge myself back in the days where I was at 20%. I'm actually worse. So I'm not as strict on my appearance. I'm not as strict on my food. I'm not as strict on my gym time. I'm not as strict on my house. I'm not running a bigger, better business. I'm actually failing probably by all the measures that I set for myself back then. So loving yourself at a higher level is not about being better and therefore being worthy of love. It's about accepting everything that you are. Accepting, right? It doesn't mean we don't strive to be better. It just means that we have self-acceptance. 
and love for every part of us. So for me, self-love, raising that number on the scale of love is not about perfection. It's not about being worthy of it. It's just about this is who you are and I love you. And that's how I am with every other person. So it was about time that I caught up with myself. So the reason I wanted to share this with you is my beautiful client, right? When we finished coaching, I said, how is everything? So let's go over your goals. We ticked every goal off. We had absolute, absolute fucking prowess. Of course we did. And I said, and what level are you loving yourself at these days, babe? She said, 80%. And I bawled. Because that's, if I can have one thing that I do in this world, it is to help people feel fully accepted and fully loved and fully seen in all that they are. But they give them permission to be a hot mess, right? And I feel like a lot of the time, a lot of the self-love movement can be around like live in clean surroundings, work out every day, drink lemon water, move your body, journal. And it's like, am I doing any of that? Nah. <laughs> of course I move my body and I do journal and all that kind of stuff. But sometimes the self-love movement movement is about adding more things to your fucking day when you're already exhausted, when essentially it's actually about discovering your shadow and understanding why you are the way that you are and understanding the beliefs that others have projected onto you. And, you know, it's just such a powerful thing to move through. And yes, as I say, I'm segueing all over the shop. I've got, it's a full moon coming up, which I might actually podcast about, but I've got some really cool things happening um, behind the scenes in my life. And I'm a little ungrounded because I'm very excited and I can't bloody wait to be able to share them to you when they are confirmed, which will hopefully be very, very soon. But my point in this waffle segue ADHD neurospicy conversation that I'm having with you is that my client's relationship blossomed. Her self-worth blossomed. Her parenting felt so much better. She joined a sport because she had confidence within herself, a social sport. She um, started to, she wasn't even doing the groceries. She was ordering them. She started to go outside and do the groceries. And this was all through improving the level of love that she has for herself, being witnessed, being seen as she is, being told totally herself totally herself so just wanted to share this with you I'm hoping that it's landing please let me know if it does um and and send it to someone you know I feel like I spent so long of my adult journey believing that if I was just a little bit more perfect in whatever way whether that was my housekeeping skills whether that was my body whether that was my face whether that was a better friend that I would be more lovable And the fact of the matter is we become so much more magnetic and so much more fun to be around and so much more of a better friend, better partner, better mom, better whatever, when we accept who we are in full and we show up as them unapologetically. I hope this helps my love. If you are interested in a coaching session, even a free discovery call, jump on my website or through my Instagram link tree. I'll check the link in the show notes as well. More than happy to have a chat to you. Um, As I say, some really cool things happening behind the scenes, which is going to allow me to work with you on a much closer level, which I'm really bloody excited about. I love you. I believe in you. I think you're fucking awesome as you are. And I want to see you climb that number on the scale of how much you love yourself out of 100%. Bye.